What about joy? Okay. What about tears when I'm happy? What about wings when I fall? <laughs> I want you to be a story for me that I can believe in forever. And what about, and what about, what about, what about, what about, what about you and me? I dedicate that to little Boosie. Is that me who's floating away? Oh my God. I don't know what like women's kissing. Women's. <laughs> I had to leave up out that show because I didn't want to see them two women kiss. And what about what about love? To me. They're always pushing that agenda. Is that me who's floating away? Lifted up to the clouds. By your kiss, never felt nothing like this. (laughs) Will you be my light in the storm? I can't. Will you see the world in your eyes? With you, my spirit rise. And what about hope? I like that song. Hey, ma'am, I hear you. Cause I know what I know what you thought I was gonna say. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I don't. Push the button. <laughs> push the button. <laughs> you gotta push it. I knew that's what you thought I was coming with. I definitely thought she was gonna do push the button. <laughs> or 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 hell no. Hell no. <laughs> I thought about it. Ooh, a young girl ain't safe in a family <laughs> of men. Men. Family of men. I so thought about it. You told Harpo to beat me. I did not. You's a damn liar. <laughs> hey y'all, welcome to another episode of Two Chicks Talking Shit. And, Happy um, New Year! Happy New Year! And we have obviously seen the color purple. <laughs> and did? Oh my gosh! Somebody saw it twice. I did, and I appreciate her for that. Um, yeah. <sighs> Peer pressure. It wasn't even peer pressure. Because y'all was like, okay. And I was like, fuck yeah, that. I, 
Put me yeah, in. We was, we was definitely just going to go to the show. We was like, all right, we'll see you next time, Fee. She's like, uh-uh, wait, hold on. Um, How much <laughs> the tickets? Because I'll uh-uh. be there. Y'all, y'all too. I was like, uh-uh, they too, they too eager to not to let me go. Uh-uh. <laughs> what y'all about to do? What y'all doing? Put me in. Give me a ticket. That FOMO will fuck you up, boy. Man, we're, I'm talking about as soon as I hit C and I was like... I shouldn't have did that. <laughs> like, she gonna say, "Is it too, is it too is late? It too late? <laughs> is it too late? <laughs> Bitch, it was almost too late. I was at one, two, three tickets. Yeah. Your ass. I said, is okay. it too late? She, she can go. She can go. <laughs> That's how I tried to be out. Uh, well, you know, guys. Well, guys, you know, I already saw it. Doesn't make sense to go see it twice in one week. <laughs> No, it's, fine. Like, it's, it's fine. It's fine. Go without me. It's fine. No biggie. And I was like, what? Well. <laughs> like, is you going to see it again? <laughs> well. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Listen, I am content with saying you can't be my friend if I can't communicate with TikTok sales because I love you so much for understanding my life. Listen, you got to know some of it. You got to um, know the lingo. Absolutely. Um, but while we on the color purple, I was definitely going to talk about Boosie's ass. And I love that the person who checked him the best was T.S. Madison. Clean checked him. He he literally sat there as Miss Seeley, as a child, was raped by her stepfather, had her children taken from her, sold off to some random man that wanted her For sister. a damn cow. <laughs> and he said, she is about ugly. What do you say? She is ugly as human sin. Yeah, yes. Oh, God. God. No, he said, was it human sin? Oh, God. It was something. It was he definitely said she called him some sin, yes. It was some one-liners in that movie that were so he good. He said she about ugly as human sin, but she cook and clean and take care of them children that you got running up and through your house. It was so fucking bad. They were worse than the kids in the first movie. Girl, I'd rather you hit me me in the face with a rock than to sit there and look at me like that. (laughs) That little girl's face was like, "Mm." she was like, "Mm." another one. Twisted. Another one. Her face was twisted to the gods. She was like, Mm Mm. All I need to say is that ain't my mama. Right. But it was a really good movie. Um, despite, you know, the the beginning of the story. It it's a it is a beautiful story at the end of the day. And I think everybody played their part like to the T. Like Man. they were amazing. Like I still say Danielle Books better get something. She better get something. She she look, she leaving with something. Yeah, she needs she, to. She needs to. Um, Dion Cole was a surprise. I didn't like realize that was him until I took a second look. I was like, oh shit, that he the peppy. <laughs> or the, I said, all right, the he step peppy. 
the step happy right he did a good job with his little part did um, you uh did you see what he said he said he went to go he yeah. he went to see it at, at like a regular theater and i guess people mm-hmm. didn't realize it was him and said the woman the women was like they ought to get together and kill him or something at the yeah. end he was like i got on a fight of that <laughs> right, I'm I'm gone. I'm out. I'm gone. I'm, I'm, I'm out. Almost, I had no flashbacks of the movie. Right, but Miss One Two Step even did a good job with her little part. She came in, you know, she had to get her note a couple times, but it was fine. Cece, Cece did a great job. She did good. She did good. Uh, and uh, Miss Taraji deserves yeah. it all. Deserves it all yeah. because she. Motherfucking killed her role. The singing, the dance, everything. All of it. She did a great job. Everything. God, what should I say? God gets mad when you see his beautiful things and don't acknowledge it. I know that's right. Yeah, it was a beautiful the message, the message of healing, the message of friendship, the message mm-hmm. of sisterhood. Mm-hmm. The sisterhood was deep in that movie. Yes, so I appreciated it, was, it. Yeah, cause setting that jail, setting that jail, setting that rock, rock the dust. But old Miss Seely, you came and saw me every week, and you let me know there is a God. <laughs> <laughs> your ass must have recorded it off your phone. I mean, I mean, times. some of some of the lines was legit. <laughs> Some of the lines were legit from the movie. So it was yeah. like, okay, right. Because yeah. we all sat there, you told Hoppo to beat me. <laughs> yeah, we knew what was happening there. Man, all I'm going to say is Danielle had to study Oprah as uh, Sophia because she had the, the stomp walk down pack. Man. And, like her mannerisms, like how she looked when, you know, her eyes was fucked up at the dinner. It was the first dinner back. And she, she was so fucking good. Hold Miss Hold Miss Sophia back. That's, I'm gonna get things in order around here. Around here. Hold, hold Miss Sophia back. But I mean, at the same time, Oprah was there mm-hmm. on set regularly, so I'm pretty sure if she had notes or questions or anything like that, she could go to her. That's true. And be like, okay, so what is my inspiration here? What is Sophia's inspiration here? Yeah. So, but it was good. I enjoyed it. I truly enjoyed. I am so glad that I made the decision to go back and watch it with y'all because I truly enjoyed myself with y'all. Not to say I didn't enjoy it with, you know, my mother and sister with the fam, but it was just a different experience. I was laughing, looking at us (laughs) and CCO. (laughs) CCO. <laughs> so our friend Cece, um, our that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> you know why I'm laughing. She was like boohooing, right? Like crying. Joy. <laughs> I said, I ain't gonna cry, but I'm touched. <laughs> I ain't gonna cry, but I'm touched. <laughs> I was. I was thoroughly touched. Oh, <laughs> ain't no tears gonna come in the movie theater. Or oh, no, no, it just ain't gonna come. I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. I'm not no crier. 
but I fucked. <laughs> it meant every word of it. I did. I was dead ass. I, it really touched me. Like, oh I God. felt it. Like, I felt it, but I ain't crying in no movie theater. It got me oh, fucked up. That right there, that goes down. <laughs> That pops, <laughs> that pops, yo. <laughs> he ain't cute. <laughs> oh man, me and my oh. one liners, huh? Man, you got him, dog. You was coming in strong, coming in hot. That right oh, there, man. I ain't no crier, but I'm touched. That needs to be on the shirt. <laughs> I might just do that for y'all. Let me see. Yes, let me go. I, let me go make some. <laughs> I thought I'm not crying, but I'm fucked. <laughs> if that ain't some gangster shit, I don't know what is. That's, yep, that's me for sure. I ain't crying. I think last yeah. time I cried watching a movie, it was the original Lion King, and I was much younger then. I wasn't as much of a thug as I am today. Oh, okay. So yeah. you know, I've grown up. Old. Man, no, no. Nah, nah. I mean, I had a toe in it, but it wasn't like for real. Not a toe in it. But yeah. all right, man. Next topic. <laughs> next. Okay. Um, let's talk about the Grammy nominations because the Grammys are like a month away. You know, it's my favorite award show that you don't like watching. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> it will be on Sunday, February fourth, on CBS. Uh-huh. And so um, Trevor Noah is going to be the host again. And so let me get to my dog. See, this is why I tell you, I tell you, and I tell you that phones get on my motherfucking nerves. Cause they I didn't not... know he was a, I didn't know. He, oh, he did host last year. Yeah. I feel like I watched a little bit of it. Yeah. Because when they sitting at the table. <laughs> Maybe that was a little, uh, a little further back. Um, that was like two years ago, but it's okay. You'll be all right. You'll be fine. Um, or maybe it was last year. I'm not gonna do you like that. They did the. They did the fifty. They did the fifty reunion hip hop. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. Um. So they have three new categories this year. Um. Best African music performance. Best Alternative Jazz Album and Best Pop Dance Recording. So that's so that's new. Um, for record... African dance music. What? Not that supposed to be Afro beats? And it, it's not African dance. It's African music performance. Oh. So I, when we get to that one, let's see who is in that category. But for Record of the Year... Um, this is the award that goes to the artists and the producers, the engineer and the mixers. Um, it, the first one is Worship from John Baptiste. Um, Not Strong Enough, Boy Genius, don't know who the fuck that is. Flowers, Miley Cyrus. What was I, I can't mi- call myself flowers. That- yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. What was I made for from the motion picture Barbie? Um, Billie Eilish. Absolutely not. Oh, damn. I like Billie <clears throat> I like Billie too. Um, oh, my mama, Victoria Monet. Okay. Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo. Kill Bill, SZA. Okay. And my favorite Taylor Swift song. <laughs> Anti hero. I'm so dead. She wanted. 
I think honestly, I think it's gonna be between SZA and Taylor Swift or Victoria Monet. It's one of those three because SZA's album, SZA's album has been on the Billboard charts since it was dropped, and then Taylor, you know, she's it's Taylor, and then Oh My Mama. It's a crossover hit. So that's that one. Next is album of the year. And so this goes to the artists and the songwriters. Um, blah, 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 blah. Again, it goes to John Batiste for World Music Radio. Whoever this boy genius group or person is, their album, The Record, Miley Cyrus, Endless Summer Vacation, Lana Del Rey, did you know that there's a tunnel under Ocean Boulevard? That's the name of the album, y'all. Um, Janelle Monet, The Age of Pleasure, Olivia Rodrigo Guts, Taylor Swift Midnights, and SZA SOS. Here is my prediction. It's either gonna be SZA or Taylor Swift. What's its category again? Album of the year. It's gonna be Taylor. Right. You know, <clears throat> you think she they, gonna sweep? Yeah, you know that they ain't gonna let that white woman sit up there and not. Okay, I'm that's the I'm only a, time they're gonna be all right with a white woman sweeping is if she take all them awards. Not a white woman. Okay, song of the year. <laughs> Song of the Year is eligible if it was first released or first achieved prominence during the eligibility year. Just they explain all this now. Yes. Well, you give these explanations. I'm, no, it's so I'm on the Grammys website, and so it gives these explanations for all of the categories. You wanna know um, why they why they over explaining? Because <laughs> they be fucking up. The only the only time they over the only time people get to over explain is when they be on bullshit. <laughs> So let me tell you so what happened. Hold on. So, so song of the year. It, it got to be within the For no for this to be year. song of the year, it's got to come out between this time and this, and this time. time. They ain't know. No, so it's so don't be bringing the Beyonce renaissance up in here. Right. right. That, and that's what? exactly what they, because they like, we just, to make it clear, in order for it to be song of the year, it has to come out anytime that anytime before renaissance. <laughs> Okay, so Song of the Year, um, A&W by Lana Del Rey, Anti-Hero, Taylor Swift. I'm telling you, that's my favorite Taylor Swift I'm song. It's actually you. really good. Weep uh, around your own front door. Butterfly by John Batiste, um, Dance the Night, Dua Lipa, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, Kill Bill, SZA, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, and that song from the Barbie movie by Billie Eilish. I need to hear this but Billy Eilish song. I'm gonna have to go to the doggone soundtrack and listen because I, I just wanna that. go directly <laughs> to that song. To Billy Eilish. Cause <laughs> that was that. That Barbie movie made me so mad. Okay, so best new artist. I'm only gonna um say the names of people that I know because I don't know all these other people. Um well, Sam, I, I might know somebody. Okay, Gracie Abrams. Yeah. Who is it? I don't know. Fred again. Who? Fred again is the name oh. of the group and or person. Ice Spice. 
Okay. Jelly Roll. You know okay. Jelly Roll because I told you about Jelly Roll. Yeah, I listened to it. Tattoos on his face. This yeah, I listened to it. It was pretty good, but I, after a while, I got tired of hearing about uh, the meth heads in the trailer park. So I was like, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, Coco Jones. Okay. Um, Noah Cahan. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Victoria Monet and oh, The War and Treaty. Mm-mm. Don't know who that is. I am going to predict that either Victoria Monet, Ice Spice, or Jelly Roll wins that category. That's and I'm opinion. going to predict Jelly Roll. <laughs> Good job. Um, in other news, I'm going to go. So this is producer of the year. Victoria Monet's um, nominated for Jaguar. Um, Nas is um, nominated for King's Disease 3. And um, there's a bunch of other people that are nominated in this category, like Travis and 21 Savage and Metro Boomin. As producer? Their their songs were, uh, so I'll tell you the producers. Oh, I ain't got no producers. I don't know this. Because I'm just naming like albums, songs, and people. um, But like Hit Boy is nominated, Metro Boomin, um, somebody named Daniel Negro. And um, I don't know these other people, so I'm going to scroll. Um, I'm going to skip past Songwriter of the Year because, yeah, whatever. Um, best Pop Solo Performance, um, Flowers, Miley Cyrus, Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat, that song from the Barbie soundtrack, Billie Eilish, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo, and Antihero, Taylor Swift. Hmm. <laughs> You like I don't like it. Um, best <laughs> best pop duo or group performance. I'm only going to call out a couple: Taylor Swift featuring Ice Spice, Karma, wow. and SZA featuring Phoebe Bridgers and Ghost in the Machine. Um, hmm. I don't care about pop vocal album, but Taylor Swift is nominated there as well. Uh uh-uh. uh I'm gonna have to read. I'm gonna have to visit this John Baptiste because I heard okay. you say his name a few times, and I'm mad I couldn't figure out his name at the color purple. But. Yeah, it's okay. Like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of his. Though you, you could enjoy it. it it's, it's Why not... you don't like him? Mm, I tried. Like so, like two years ago, I two or three years ago at the Grammys, he won like best new artist, and then he won. In some R and B category, but I don't. I didn't believe. Yeah, it. I thought so. He talked about that on his Netflix show. How okay. I think at that time when he was either nominated or he won, it was mm-hmm. a big thing about how can he win in R and B and in jazz or something. Yeah, they yeah. made a big fuss about that, but you know, he was like, "Yeah, I didn't nominate myself. I don't know." Yeah, I was like, that's not an R&B album. Like, I listened to it multiple times. I'm like, it's cool, but, like, whatever. Uh, I'm just not, like, it's something with his voice. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, but I'm going to leave it alone. He got that. He has a thick Nolans accent. Okay, maybe that's it. Yeah, he's, um, he's, from, he's originally from New Orleans. And then he went to Juilliard. Oh, Okay. And smart, start smart and talented. in New York. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. 
So, uh, but he definitely has that New Orleans draw. Okay. I'm going to leave it alone. That, yeah, baby, you know. Everything is. Yeah, I like how they say baby. Baby. I love. <laughs> we know. We got to take a trip. <laughs> We're going to take a trip. Okay. Um, Best R&B performance. Um, Summer Too Hot, Chris Brown. Back to Love, Robert Glasper featuring Sir and Alex Isley. ICU, Coco Jones. How Does It Make You Feel, Victoria Monet, and Kill Bill SZA. I'm going Victoria Monet, because you know. How does it make you feel? I would think, I think it's her or SZA. I actually think SZA has a chance to win a lot of Grammys this year. Like, I really do. Um, Best traditional R&B performance. Um, Simple, Babyface featuring Coco Jones. Lucky by Kenyon Dixon. That's a good song. Hollywood, Victoria Monet featuring Earth, Wind, and Fire. And mm-hmm. Hazel Monet. That's my that's my pick there. Good Morning, PJ Morton. And then Love Language by Sister. Hey! Good morning. Come on good now. Good morning. Mm-hmm. I know. I would I want him to win, but I feel like Hollywood, that's this is best traditional R and B performance. Victoria Ah. Monet and Earth Wind and Fire. That song was so good. Anyway, I can listen to that one. Girl, your name is going to be tired of you. Best R&B. I'm not singing with you today. Best R&B song. Poo. Poo on you. Um, I don't know. This, <laughs> not poo on you. <laughs> that was so childish. <laughs> you can tell I had kids. Because kids be saying that little dumb shit. You be like, man, you stink. You stink like a boo-boo. That's <laughs> like right. On you. Next topic. <laughs> uh, best R&B song, Angel um, by Holly, ba- Holly Bailey. I always, always, I always almost call her Holly Berry, but you Every know who I'm talking about. Um, I See You, Coco Jones, On My Mama, Victoria Monet, Snooze by SZA, and then Back to Love, Robert Glasper, featuring Sir and Alex Isley. Mm-hmm. Best progressive R&B album. Um, since I have a lover, I always say six black, but his name is black, but it start with a six and not a B. I say six black too. <laughs> he, he needs to. I know it's supposed to be black, but don't fuck me up with that six. Why is there? I say, not- I say six black too. Yeah, him. Um, the love album off the grid, Diddy. Um, well, we no. know he ain't winning. <laughs> we know he ain't gonna win shit this year. He ain't. Uh uh-uh. uh. They got he him. Might, he probably ain't nominated. Even... He ain't gonna go. Though. I just wanna say he probably ain't even invited. <laughs> they gotta invite the nominees. However, uh, okay. However, he probably ain't gonna show up. And if he do, it'll be kind of shocking because it'll be the first time people really are seeing him since all of this stuff because he hasn't really shown himself he's been posting like kids birthdays and and stuff like that but yeah 
Anywho, uh, Nova by Terrence Martin and James Fauntleroy. That album is really good. I'm not, James Mm. Fauntleroy, you need to check it out. I'm familiar with Terrence Martin. Mm -hmm. James Fauntleroy. He just did a project with Alice Isley. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. It's called Nova. Check it out when you get a moment. Um, The Age of Pleasure, Janelle Monet. And SOS by SZA. That's going to be a hard category right there. I don't know who's going to win that. And they're probably not going to televise it anyway. So I'm going to just keep going. Um, Best R&B album. Girls Night Out, Babyface. That was good with all the ladies. It was all right. But that one, like, I listened to it. But that wasn't something that I went back to. Mm-hmm. What I Didn't Tell You by Coco Jones. Um, Special Occasion, Emily King. Clear to the Soft Life EP by Summer Walker, which I have a problem with it being in this category because it clearly says EP in the title and it's not an album. But anyway, and then Victoria Monet, um, Jaguar 2. Victoria Monet should win that one. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Now we into the rap shit. Um, best rap performance, The Hillbillies, um, Baby Keem featuring Kendrick Lamar. Love Letter by Black Thought, um, Rich Flex, Drake, and 21 Savage, um, Scientists and Engineers, Killer Mike featuring Andre 3000, Future, and Aaron Allen Kane, and Players by Coy LeRae. She does not belong in this category. Got to catch another flight. I'm just trying to have a good night. Hold, Hold up. up. If you no. know, now you know. It's not it's safe with that little girl to sing it. Don't you catch another flight? Another bottle of my Right. I just want to have a good night. <laughs> All right. I think Drake and 21 Savage will probably win that if it's not Kendrick Lamar and his cousin. Can you do a clap for that? Best melodic rap performance. Sitting on top of the world, burn a boy featuring 21 Savage. Melod- melodic rap. So that's like mm-hmm. thank you rap. Mm-hmm. Oh, Best okay. so for a solo or collaborative performance containing both elements of RB melodies and rap. Um Attention by Doja Cat. Spin Bout You, Drake and 21 Savage. Oh, I hate this song. All my life, little dirt featuring J. Cole. And then, oh, I knew your ass was gonna do that all my life. They trying to blame me now. <laughs> Hate it. I, every time it comes on the radio, to none of that shit. I skip. Oh my god. Okay, I'm done. And then low by SZA. Hmm? Um, low by SZA. Hmm. Um, best rap song, Attention by Doja Cat, um, mm-hmm. Bar- Barbie World, Nicki Minaj, and Ice Spice. Mm-hmm. Um, surprising, Just Wanna Rock, Lil Uzi Vert. I just wanna rock. I wanna. Ah, 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 ah. <sighs> so, somebody, yeah, yeah. <laughs> somebody needs to tell me. Oh, I guess it does make sense now. Never mind. Because I was about to say, when is the eligibility period? Because we did a dance to this at the wedding, but that was just last December of 22. Yeah, nigga, you only been married a year. Okay. Um, 
fast. It's been forever. No, I'm just. <laughs> it's been forever. Uh, Rich Flex, Drake, and Twenty One Savage, and then scientists and engineers with Killer Mike and Three Stacks and Future and all of that. Um, best rap album. This is the last Jesus, category I'm gonna do. Oh, I was gonna say we still going. Her loss. Um, Drake and Twenty One Savage, Michael Killer Mike, Heroes and Villains, Metro Boomin, King's Disease, Nas, and Utopia. Travis Scott. It's either gonna be Travis or Drake and Twenty One Savage. That's what I'm gonna say. So I really, I really wasn't. I was really into my arm. I was really in my R and B bag. R and B, yeah, R and B girls was killing it for me. <laughs> I was in my R and B bag. Like I I'm, really I'm I with really you there. Though. A lot of a lot of hippity hoppity. I must be getting up there. Yeah, because I was in my R and B. Because like a lot of them songs, a lot of stuff that you just made for the R and B categories. I was like, huh? Say what now? Like I remember perusing <laughs> Big Mike. Uh, that Drake was just trash. Uh, I didn't listen to. I don't like Killer Mike, so I'm not did I say Big Mike? Killer Mike, big, big ass big, Mike, big Killer Mike, <laughs> big yeah. ass, big ass Mike Killer, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. Like, and it's not like, yeah, he ain't one of my like he ain't. It when it comes to hip hop, I'm gonna be honest. It's only a it's only a few artists that if they drop something that I'm like. Stop what I'm doing and listen now. Mm-hmm. And the allies that you named ain't it. They not the the fact that Ice Spice is actually being nominated for Grammys is kind so of blowing my mind. What was her song? Deli is that the one? I don't know how it goes. Don't give me the singing it, but I know. Um... Okay, uh, we gonna move on because yeah, I don't know. I don't <laughs> that know was... this shit. I don't know. That was enough. Um. All right. So, I'm I'm only gonna do a couple more topics because I know one I'm gonna give a go take a minute. But Uh-oh. on Monday, on your favorite morning show, Good Morning America, Jonathan Majors is um giving his first interview since oh. the guilty verdict. Monday coming up. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Oh, and I'll be at home. Mm-hmm. Perfection. Yes. Hi. Yeah. Get up, do my workout, have my coffee ready, and all set to hear the bullshit that he about to say. I definitely want to hear his side of everything. I also am interested to see if Megan will be by his side or in the background, or like if she's just gonna be sitting there holding his hand. She's gonna be on the other side of the camera, smiling and giving him thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> she's definitely going to be there. Good uh, job, baby. I also want to see if he's going to be dressed like a newspaper boy like he always is. And if he's going to have that little raggedy cup in his hand. Somebody said. Was it Jesse? Was it Jesse? Who say that they could dress like he don't know what century it is? Like. <laughs> <laughs> Years after plantation, he's dressed like an extra <laughs> off the color the, purple. 
That nigga, <laughs> he could have been door. in the back. The way he dressed, he'd be looking like, I'm working, working, working. Huh. <laughs> Wait. Ooh, that that's... nigga just made it to the north. That like, nigga dressed I like for he... God. That nigga dressed like he is going to the juke joint. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is old time Sunday morning clean. <laughs> Get your news here. <laughs> Listen. He paper, is, get your newspaper. He is God is trying to tell you something. <laughs> Clean, do you hear me? <laughs> that nigga is Harlem Night Sharp. No, no, no. You went a little too far. You went to the 1920s. Oh, yeah, so yeah, you might yeah, have, nah, to, nah, you nah, have okay. to take two all steps right. back. No, all right, all right, all right. That nigga he definitely is definitely at like 1894. <laughs> he is he is at a Frederick Douglass meeting. <laughs> out here just left Marcus Garvey like right. what that is wrong is with you one of the first graduating class <laughs> of Morehouse <laughs> <laughs> oh shit <laughs> hold on hold on where was Morehouse founded hold on is that something to <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out. Uh, alumni. Uh, what was the other one? Ooh, what was the ooh, other one? They started in a church basement in 1867. There you go. He is one of the first graduating class of Morehouse University. <laughs> the fine man of Morehouse. <laughs> <laughs> Title Why he wanted Shorty to be like Coretta Scott King, bro. right? He like listen. <coughs> I am trying to be a prestigious black man around here. Mm. Oh god, I can't get over the first graduating class of Warehouse. Oh god, MLK was born in nineteen twenty nine, so you know maybe <laughs> my grandmother was born in nineteen twenty nine. Met God rest her but, oh, I mean, Jesus. Oh, now that tickled like I know I oh. play some stuff. Right there, that right there was a I classic. Still, let me tell you what, I'm crying right now. I'm <laughs> 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 my face trying to get myself together because I am, my tears yeah. are flowing. Well, Jeez. I said that I, I almost spit my water out. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you, bro? Oh, God, that's the first graduate class of Morehouse. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to have to move, move it right along, everybody. Oh, right this way. 
<laughs> this is this is the segue, everyone. Oh, felt All right. and wool. Felt and wool. Okay. Yep, that's the title. Felt and wool. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Okay. All right. And so I'm only gonna do this yeah. last story because you know fucked up and started making me cry. Um, so the whole world, or at least Black Twitter and all the other social media platforms caught up pretty quick this time, are talking about the Club Shay Shay interview um, oh. between Shannon Sharp and the comedian Cat Williams. And when I tell you, <laughs> there are so many things. It's so much. So much to cover. <laughs> this, this first of all, let's talk about the interview in general. It was two hours and forty five minutes. That was longer than a color purple itself. It was longer than Infinity Wars. Like Girl, what is happening? Was, was I was like waiting a, for Thanos, Thanos to come snap, and it just yeah, I, over. Saw, I was watching a Star Wars movie. <laughs> I, I said I'm gonna have to come back. Like I had to put it. I put it in part one and part two myself. Like this, I, I, I gotta go. Everybody I, I talked to said that they had to split it up between yeah. part one. At part two, it was I started so at work. I finished in the car. I think I don't even know. whatever. It was mm-hmm. a lot. I started at work, work, and I said, "Yeah, I'll come back to this at work tomorrow." <laughs> he said, mm-hmm. "He said, I don't know. Since when did you start incorporating yourself? With, I've never known you to no, 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 Mm-mm. nope. I got the quote. I, I typed it out because you know, I made that was my good morning video." <laughs> I thought I typed it up. Oh, you have an unnatural allegiance to Luther, and it's not like you. That's what you have an unnatural allegiance to Luther. Losers. I said, you know what? You know when that'll be a good line to use. <laughs> Go ahead. That'll be a good line to use when you see your ex with a new mate. He's <laughs> like, you got an unnatural allegiance to Luther. And that is no one like you. <laughs> he told him that. I said, oh my God. Said, what's going on? Let me type this yeah. out because that's a sentence. Girl, that was like the first thing he said. He's like, pulling this drink like you had an unnatural allegiance to losers. And that is so unlike you. Pulling this man. Yeah. How you going to pull this man's liquor and talk crap to him? I felt so bad for Shannon. Somebody, oh, no, I know exactly who said it. Crystal's tweeted this, and I hollered literally when I saw it. She said, Shannon wasn't sharp enough to put that. He was, he, listen, but I do say this. I do, I do, I did say, I like the fact he did pull him in a little bit. Because towards the end, like he, no, I, I want to so say like me, like he let him get his, he let him get everything off, all that, and then that's he true. was like, all right, let's then go, he tell, was like, tell me about the childhood. Tell me about the childhood. Now this is where this is where I start side eyeing, uh, Cat Williams because yes. I was like, he it's said, so, I read so three thousand books a year. That part. <laughs> Go ahead. That bold face lie, but then I was just like, so it's so you can sit up. 
and dog walk and spill the tea about everybody else. But when somebody asks you a question about your personal life or yourself, mm -hmm. then you get tight lipped and you get the stuttering and mumbling. And look, he yeah. looking off like it was like he was looking at somebody to tell him, like, yeah, it's cool. Go ahead and say it. Like yeah, he didn't want to talk about his life. And actually, all. I feel like he probably doesn't remember some things because I don't I don't know if he's had head injuries. I don't know if it's the alcohol. He says he never did drugs whatever but you can definitely tell that his memory isn't as good as he thinks it is because they even helped him a few times with yeah, dates so it was like yeah. let me help you out sir and I, oh, like, I mean yeah. but I did because I never like I'm gonna be honest, I'm not a Cat Williams fan like I like to see him in movies but like yeah. as far as like his stand up I'm not really that's not my style of comedy um but um, I do like his quick wittedness and movies and yeah. shows and stuff like that. He was right when he said, when I play a role, I'm going to make sure you remember that that role. I don't care mm -hmm. how small it is. I'll give him that. That's but, true. Um, damn, I forgot. Oh, but this, I had to watching the interview when he got to ask him about his childhood, it did make me Google. And so mm -hmm. he did. he did emancipate himself at 13. Mm -hmm. uh, I think they did say like he was kind of smart. His yes. family was Jehovah. He was smart. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, and you can tell that he he he's very highly intelligent or mm -hmm. whatever. I said, Cat Williams is the key type to become a cult leader. Oh yeah, he's very he's highly intelligent. They usually cult leaders are are typically highly intelligent. They are good talkers, great gift gab, you know, great mm -hmm. gift of gab. They can talk about anything or something like that. And he can kind of, I'm not going to say manipulate you, but he can say stuff and make you believe it and be coming up with these crazy wild ideas that you'd be like, well, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, because like everything he said wasn't a lie right like there's a lot of truth in it, some of the things that he said but they're embellished so much that you <laughs> like people that like me and you ain't we ain't falling for it but somebody else might be like damn that's crazy because let me tell you mm -hmm. when that nigga got to talking about him and prince was great friend i tell talking about every car that prince had in his collection <laughs> I had I, one. No, the fuck you did not, nigga. I said, nah, this is <clears throat> I had great influence over Prince when it came to women, cars. I said, <laughs> I said shut the fuck up. I said, now, this is where I draw the line to the bullshit. I almost let you slap with reading all the books and all that other shit. I even, I even was like, well, maybe you didn't do drugs. But what you're not gonna do <laughs> is sit here and tell me that you and Prince were such great friends. I ain't buying it. I said, nah, nigga. You sit here lying. You can tell when he lied or he about to embellish you. You take a pause yeah. and look stupid for a minute. <laughs> like, I was like, yeah, he's trying to get his lie together. He's trying to come up with a quick lie. Like, come on, man. You and... Go ahead. Go ahead. You and Prince like that great. That's, see, that's the key... 
thing of a cult leader. So then he'd be in his cult talking about, I got a message from Prince. <laughs> and he wanted us all to wear the color purple. So when he was talking about how important the movie um, Friday After Next was for him because of the whole, like, he didn't want to talk about being homeless. Right. And I like that Shannon brought up what Terry Crews said, that, you know, you were homeless when you uh, made that movie. And he had to take a step back and humble himself to talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, the situation that was going on. And that was one of the realest parts of the interview where he talked about sleeping in his trailer because he didn't have anywhere else to go. Mm-hmm. He was just trying to make, make this money. Right. And that was the most believable part for me. Um, I do believe 100% that some of those quote unquote kings of comedy have stolen jokes from other people. Absolutely. I, I saw the clip of Kat doing his uh old school joke and then right next to it was the joke that mm-hmm. um said deal with the spaceship and it's not word for word but it's the same joke. It's the same, yeah. The same thing with the uh what was the other one? The bromalit whatever bromyalgia whatever. Joke Fibromyalgia said, joke. No, the no, the joke he said where everybody was calling this dude a certain name and he was saying, Oh uh, yeah. uh call me by my call me broke but call me by my something but yeah. call me malicious or something like mm-hmm. that. He was saying yeah, and it was just like call me by like call me by my initials is what yeah. the dude was saying, and, yeah. called, and he thought uh, Sarah was saying call me delicious or something like right, that. right, right, right. So like I, you know, like that, I saw those too, and it's just like to me, like Sarah was kind of Sarah was a little funny. I ain't gonna lie, the kings of comedy was still, is still uh, that goes down. That's it probably, does. It, it goes does. down. It goes, but like, that's because down. of Bernie Mac. Bernie it's Mac definitely, is definitely. the reason that that is cold. I'm sorry, he was the king of comedy on that. Cause, yeah, because I mean, honestly, you don't quote nobody else but but Bernie Mac. I'm still talking about milk and cookies to this girl day. to this day. <laughs> Him saying he wants some milk and cookies. cookies. Him downstairs. Him downstairs. Him <laughs> said he wants some milk at <laughs> You know, a Cavalier. I mean, you know, a CBS alumni, of course. But I'm just saying. Here we go. Here we go. There. But no. bring up these Cavaliers. But I'm just saying, like, I mean, it still goes down. Even, it, I can't remember none of their lines. But I remember that it was being funny. What Steve Harvey would do to have the pelly pelly coat, and he was like, "Man, yeah. that coat heavy as hell. Look at it, <laughs> like that. Yeah. You know, like stuff like that. Like that goes down." The here's my thing. I'm not taking away that uh, maybe Cat Williams has been blackballed because he doesn't want to conform, conform, conform to mm-hmm. you know Hollywood. But the issue that I have with Cat Williams, and I just had this conversation, is who asked you to be the tea speller? Mm-hmm. Why do you keep taking it upon yourself to take these opportunities when you get in front of these microphones 
to have conversations and you can discuss whatever it is. You can be practicing some of your uh your material to see if it's gonna like do it land, do it feel right. You know, you could be doing that. You could be talking about shows that you got coming up. You could be talking about whatever. But you keep deciding to get on these shows and talk about these people who, if you look at the network, now he tried to say that his network ain't right, but it's still, even what was listed, ain't even a drop in a bucket compared to the Steve Harvey's, the Fed to Entertainers, the Ricky Smiley, mm-hmm. all of them. And it's like, I'm not saying that he's harboring bitterness or he hating but it's just like, what is the end game with this? What are you trying to prove? Because these people ain't thinking about you. Now that whole Ricky Smiley and I said I was gonna be the pimp. Ain't nobody believing that, bro. I ain't nothing, nothing about you say you could play a pimp. Yeah, the Ricky Smiley thing. I feel like Ricky was lying about yeah. a few things, right? And I so didn't watch this. I could believe the things that Kat said about Friday because they made more sense. Yeah. It just it was it just actually made sense. The funny shit he said though about Ricky and Tyler though, <laughs> I typed it out, that they can't play men. <laughs> he said, I believe people should play the parts that they're good at and they play and they play better women. <laughs> well, that is true. Cause it's I ain't gonna lie. It's <laughs> hard to believe Tyler Perry when he played a, a man. You'd be like, child, anytime that he is playing like himself it just, in one of the Madeira movies, like he the he the nephew or whatever that's the lawyer, I'd be like, um, even with no, when get he somebody played, else to do it. When he played that detective, I was like, yes, I was like, uh, uh-uh, uh, this is mm. not, this isn't working. And for Ricky Smiley, like, if he ain't playing the old, the old lady, mm-hmm. or just like some crackhead, bummy, raggedy dude, then it just nothing. I can't see Ricky Smiley playing anything, any type of serious role. He's not gonna get like the big roles because like, and I agree with what Kat said you know he had a niche audience right like he yeah. started off with the church announcements and all that stuff so you you catering to the church, to the church people yeah and so he wasn't even cussing for a long I don't, still don't think Ricky Smiley really cusses a lot Mm-mm. in his stand up because of that and so that's why ain't nobody working with Chris Tucker really like you know because after he was smoky he didn't really want to do those types of roles right. anymore. it was like that's he was trying to separate himself from it so a lot of the shit that Kat was saying made sense it's just the messenger sometimes <laughs> be like, be like who, why why who asked why are you the one he Who really knows? don't have to say any of the shit that he be saying, like talking about DC Young Fly and right, like, Ke- Kevin Hart. He like, be the bomb collector. He be policing these people's career. And, you know, I understand him having morals and wanting to uphold those morals and not do certain things <clears throat> just to make a dollar or to be in a movie or whatever. 
What you can't do, though, is expect to get, continue to get these opportunities when you continue to say no. You're not Tyler Perry, who from the beginning has demanded creative control over all of his stuff. And so nobody can really tell him shit because that's that's him. That's what he's always done from the jump. Like, you can't do that. You you, you can't lose. You in and out of jail. You in and out of jail. You unreliable. You, you know, pushing off these roles to other people. Not saying it's a bad thing, but, like, you ain't helping yourself either. Right. Like, I mean, you got to take some accountability. Uh-oh. I just saw Ludacris is responding, too, because he said, and I was like, oh, Lord, we talking about the, the Illuminati. <laughs> He did not have to say anything about Ludacris. It was just like, like he, like it seemed like he was just taking shots, and people was catching strays for no apparent reason. Like I didn't what? like what he said about Chris Tucker. He said Chris Tucker uh, today is not the Chris. No, Chris Tucker is not Smokey. He's just. Um, Epstein Island, Chris Tucker. Right. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Too far. And Shannon didn't, like, my problem with Shannon is he is not a true journalist that has been trained to interview people. He's just asking questions off of Wikipedia. Let me tell you something. Shannon Sharp has a men's gossip show. Yes. That is what he has. And y'all can pretend like it's a sports podcast because he started off bringing all the, you know, athletes on and asking them questions and all of that kind of stuff. But now, you know, it's, he's getting all these buzzworthy people and shock value like the Britney Renners and now with Cat Williams. And it's, it's giving shade room for men. Yeah. It's like even some of the questions that he be asking, some of the questions like, why are you asking Cat Williams? about do he want to be married like he like he was trying to go down that route to try to to segue into having that that man woman conversation mm-hmm. but cat but cat williams just ain't that dude for that like it's like why are you asking these people these types of questions about like this this ain't they feel the expertise this ain't what they believe like this ain't what they do so why are you starting to ask some questions about that like, don't nobody give a damn about Cat Williams being married. No. Not don't nobody get two shit. Nobody is looking about... for Cat Williams. No, first of all, nobody is looking at Cat Williams like a sex symbol. No. So, no. But, but speaking of wives, I'm going to find a tweet for you. Somebody went and found pictures of every single one of the comedians that he talked about and showed a picture of their motherfucking wife and they and all, all light-skinned light-skinned looked, yes. <laughs> but he said even Ludacris got a light-skinned woman with a funny face and I start like I, I can so Ludacris Kevin Hart Steve Harvey I don't know what said wife looked like no, hold on. I'm I, I'm gonna have to find it for you and send it to you. Um, Ricky Smiley not married. No, but uh, he was dating. Um, he was dating somebody. somebody dating Ricky Smiley. Tell you um, for real. 
Money is a, man, let me tell you something. <clears throat> Be, being funny and having some money, I guess you can. You can pull He was them. dating um, Lisa Wu who used to be on Real Housewives of Atlanta like a minute ago. Um, God damn it. I'm going to have to find this picture for you. But it's like really hilarious because somebody took like screenshots um, of all of their wives and I was like God damn it. They did not have to they did not have to do this. Um Another thing that I thought um, was funny, he talked about, um, Shannon asked him, okay, so when you first got to LA, I can't do his voice because I don't have a list. Um, mm-hmm. he, he talked about said giving um, Cat Williamson a war. Why? He said, how can said give me anything and it be worth something? Everything he's been in. <laughs> Everything he's been in was canceled for not being funny. I was literally dying. When he said, who was that he said? He said, they specials ain't on Tubi or Netflix. Yeah, he talking about Sid, bro. He said he ain't had a special on Tubi or Netflix. But now, I can't say that he is completely honest like He's never did anything that's been memorable to me. That's why I like his special. Um, outside of Kings of Comedy, I'm gonna be honest. I don't think I've ever seen a Sid the Entertainer um, special. Um, I I definitely remember the last Steve Harvey special that I saw. Like, and it was ages ago. He still was pretending like he had hair. I D, like he said, D.L. Hughley is still on the road. Um, I wish Bernie was still around. I swear for God, man, it'll be because it'll be a change thing. You get you get the picture. I just <laughs> Lord Claude <laughs> Hammer. You gotta post this for the people tomorrow. <laughs> Cloud. <laughs> nah. He said, "Face, I love. Why you gotta take your shirt off in every movie? Does every role call for that?" Good. Yeah, well, he said, "Say it to entertainer. Sit up here. Can't he move his arms?" <laughs> Use a, a fat face on Wallace. He called him a walrus. Use a fat face online. I'm sorry. The interview was funny as fuck. There were some very entertaining parts in that interview because I was in my office cackling. Do you hear me? Mm-hmm. I was yelping. <laughs> but then it's just like, but then he'd say something, you'd be like, all right, nigga. Now, yeah, right. like, like the golf thing, the running, the the four four forty or whatever. The, Bruh, the, the, you, you know the look. Getting out there playing no basketball games. You ain't out there running no four forty. Is you out your mind, <laughs> sir? Sure. So I'm like, yeah, I be going out every day with you know and yeah yeah yacking it up with like what? Come on, Pat. Your ass. 
down, sir. Come on, the come on, dude. Like, come on, man. Yeah. All right. That's when you have to hit him with it. All right. Nah, you you doing you going too far. You are going a tad bit too far. Because now, it was that. It was the print. And I want to say, was mm-hmm. it something else that he said that I was like, he is lying through the skin of his teeth. Mm-hmm. I know he when we, the Prince part, I definitely was like, nah. Prince is looking down like, now what I gotta do with this? Why mm-hmm. I get in this? But Prince, Prince did not deserve any of those strays that he received today because Catwood. Yeah, but he didn't it wasn't strays. It just it's didn't, not, he didn't, it didn't, he didn't make sense. In that foolishness. Yeah. Right when he said Michael, he was like Michael Jackson was calling such such a Christmas. Christmas, I said. He said. He said. He said. I I ain't never heard of man nickname. Christmas. Why do you know all this, sir? I don't know, man. Why do you even know all this, sir? Who is who is bringing? Why are you the bone collector? Like I said. This is, but this is one of the things that I have a hard time with with Cat Williams, especially present day, because why do you take these platforms and use it as an opportunity to, to, I guess, out these people and say all this and do all this name dropping and like all of this. Like, I get you not with the Hollywood stuff and you want to keep it real, you want to keep it a buck. We cool. That's fine. Like nobody, nobody is really like, "Hey man, why y'all don't ever put Cat Williams in a movie?" Mm-mm. Nobody's really asking that. Like, like honestly, I ain't gonna say people ain't checking for him because he probably does. Obviously, he got a fan base. He's still going on tour. But if you, yeah. but at the same time, people ain't. We people don't miss you like that. Like I, I've yet to watch a movie where I, I've been like, "Man, Cat Williams could really play that role." Well, I will say, like, he won an Emmy for his role, you know, in, on the show Atlanta. And, um, but then he did good with that role. I feel like if he, uh, my thing is, he did say something. Like you said, all his roles are memorable, but he isn't Cat Williams in his roles. And that's what I do like. And so I feel like if he would put his um, focus and his drive into the right things, he actually could get a good role and maybe maybe get an Oscar, maybe get some, you know, or, a TV show or something. But, like, he got to get off his he got his hate train. In the wrong, right. He, his energy is in the wrong place. And even if yeah. you ain't trying to be that Hollywood nigga, even if you ain't trying to be, like, the Kevin Hart and the Steve Harvey, like, if you ain't trying to be that Hollywood dude, that's fine. But mm-hmm. why does that make your butt itch so much that they decided to go that route? Because they ain't hurting no... Like, it ain't like you hearing, like, they out here. And even if they did, like, I mean, you don't hear them smacking... Like, they ain't out here acting crazy. But you the one who, every time you step outside, you're getting arrested for something. Make it make oh, sense. Yeah, I will say though, I feel like he a real he a real dude. Like I feel like he look out for comics. And, know, and I, go ahead, go ahead. 
go, you go ahead. <laughs> I figured I, I I actually saw like a couple stories on Twitter about from like black and white comedians that said he gave me a chance. You know, I and he you know paid me immediately after my set. He encouraged me, and then I ended up doing you know 160 shows with him on the road, or like he's paid me more than I ever got paid in my life. And so I do feel like he has the right spirit when he wants to. This interview, he he woke up on the wrong side of the bed or some shit. I I agree with you. I do feel like, and I'm not going to, I like from what he said, like he, and Shannon even asked, like, you know, is it a thing where you, you see people that be down in their luck or that, you know, you see a comedian and you would throw him some money. Like that's, that's commendable. That's great. But, but, wow, that's cool. You throwing some money and you helping them and you putting them on your shows. Imagine how much more you can help them if you get off of this, whatever this thing that you're on right now. Imagine how big or how much more you can help them if you stop with the, the crap that you're doing. Like, I... My thing is this. You can keep it. I think sometimes, especially us as a people, I think sometimes our biggest enemy is I'm going to keep it real. I'm going to keep it 100. Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it buck. I'm going to be true to me. I think sometimes that can be our own biggest enemy. Not saying that you got to go out there and be kissing people's butt and conform and be something that you're not. You can definitely stand true to your morals and I'm not playing that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. But at the same time, when you do get an opportunity, you can do your best at it and you can be 100 so that people can say they can vouch for you. But if you out here being an a-hole and you, I don't want to do this and I'm not playing that and I'm not going to do this and I'm not showing up to shows and every time I go outside, I get arrested and I'm not being where I'm supposed to be or I'm out here just talking trash about people that could probably, you know, talk trash about people and now you got other people that's looking at that probably like, well, I don't want to work it with him because what are you going to say right. about me? If things don't go right go right between us, is he going to go out there and trash my name too? Exactly. So, like, yeah, you could keep it 100, but you also don't shoot yourself in the foot. And I feel like that's what he do. I agree with you. And this is the last thing I'm going to say because I'm uh, this, that's it. This is the last thing. Every time Bernie Mac's name came out of his mouth, <laughs> I was listen, listening so closely because I just wanted him to say something bad about Bernie. I but, was like sitting there like, okay, don't fuck up. Because he couldn't fuck up. Bernie was that shit. Yeah, he has a, a he, he, you could tell he respects him highly. Yeah, he, him, I mean, and he respected quite a few people. Him, oh, the Mar- and, um, um, Mark, Mark, Mark uh, Curry, Dave Chappelle, and when he talked about Mark Curry, he really respects him too because Steve Harvey stole some of his jokes, and yeah. so and that and one show is, idea, child. That's that whole thing is wild. I'm not even gonna get into that, but you're none of this is gonna kill anybody's careers. Those people are worth huh? hundreds of millions of dollars. And they will go on, and this will be a blip in the universe. And but that's, I feel like that. hanging with Mr. Cooper did well. Ooh, it did. Ooh, my hanging with my friends. Friends. and all my friends. 
I do too. For a minute. Yeah, not as long as the Steve Harvey show. Well, I mean, I feel like Steve. I mean, it was on, but it wasn't. Was it on that long? I don't know, man. But I mean, I, just... I mean, but again, I also think that that's a part of the game. That'd be like us coming on here, dogging different podcasts and they doing this and they doing that because we feel like we ain't or we doing but we like I don't know like I get your lane stay in your lane work your lane get your niche stay in your it's an obviously it's enough money and opportunity out there for everybody that's what it look like like you don't hear like that's to me I'm just on the outside looking in. But to me, it seems like it's enough money. It's enough. And everybody can be in their own lane and they can do what they want to do. Maybe everybody don't want to continue doing tours and being on tours and being a comedian. Maybe sometimes you can start with one thing. And this is my last thing. Sometimes you can start on one thing and it might be good, but then you can pivot and be like, like Steve Harvey is a great host. Yes. Cat, no. Kevin Hart is a great comedic comedic actor. Uh, and a host. Like Kevin Hart is a great personality. There you. There's the word. He's a great personality because he can. He does his acting roles. You know, he he can bring people in when they see his name in a the movie. They're gonna be interested. They're gonna watch. Not to say that every movie that he makes is great because we all saw Night School. Uh. And then, you know, you got Sid is an entertainer. Like, he ain't always funny, but he do the scooby-doo-bop-bop-bop. Like, he do the variety show stuff. Sid is different. I'm not going to talk about Sid because I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't I, like I don't like of it. <laughs> I don't like, okay, so let me take that back. This new thing that Sid do with this new voice that he has. And <laughs> I don't like that shit. I don't like that. But I just feel like Ricky Smiley got the Ricky Miley the show, the Ricky Miley morning show. He got his audience. Everybody, what I'm saying is, everybody has found their niche and they've they've grown and they built from it and they've plateaued. They did they thing from that. Cat, don't make your niche sitting up talking about other artists and trying to badmouth them for doing what they did to get there. Now if they have to, I ain't okay. Cause you supposed to go. <laughs> yeah, that's all I'm saying. Anywho, but it was an entertaining interview. It was. It was very entertaining. There are lots of little one-liners and things that we won't forget in it. And um, the last thing that I'm gonna say is that no, I'm not gonna say it because I'm gonna go too far. So I'm gonna just keep it to myself. Um, <laughs> I love that we can catch ourselves. No, I know I had to because we was gonna be on the phone another uh, on the uh, mic for another twenty minutes. So um, okay. I'm gonna just I'm gonna just leave it at that. Um, since you got anything for the people, I do have. Well, how long we been on here? <laughs> About an hour and fifteen minutes. I do have. I'm sorry, well, <laughs> she said, "Well, I'm a I'm gonna go ahead with it." I'm, it's gonna be real quick. Um, speaking of, you know, bullshit. Then this perfect with it. 
Did you see? So this Russian man flew on a Los Angeles flight without a passport or a ticket. He's been charged with a federal crime. Some kind of way he got on a plane. They say he was on a plane eating up food, like, you know, the little meals. He had like two or three of the meals. He was trying to eat like the first class people with chocolates. But then they, when he got off the flight or whatever, they didn't see his name on any other, you know, the list or whatever. And he now he's like, I don't know how I got it. I don't know how I got here. Did you know? Yeah. Mental illness is real. It's very real, but yeah, so, you know, that sounds like some Cat Williamish type shit, so. But it was this lady um, years ago, it was an old white lady, who was a chronic um, stowaway. Like, she would always be ending up getting on these flights, and she was flying cross-country, all, like, no tickets, no nothing. She would all end up on these planes. And they ended up, like, having her picture at airports and all this kind of stuff and, until one day she ended up on a flight from, like, New York to London. And they ended up sending her, like, she was from a suburb here in Chicago, so they ended up sending her back here. But, like, I don't know how people do it, but apparently there's a way to do it. Child, listen. That not our black but ass. It's a, men- it's a mental illness. Yeah. We better not try it, cause baby, you we get watched everywhere we go. So we better not be trying to get nowhere. They gonna stop the flight mid air. Like, hold on, who are you? <laughs> Let me see your boarding pass. <laughs> right. Excuse me. I, I just want to make sure. Mo- Turn this. Mo- <laughs> are you sure you're supposed to be sitting here? Turn it around. Hey, you sure you, you're sitting here? You can you can afford to sit. You can afford to be on this flight. Sure. Listen, turn it around. Hey, <laughs> I shouldn't scroll Twitter when we record. Oh, but they, that's what I said. They posted a picture of Jonathan Majors, and somebody said he dressed like he just received his freedom papers. <laughs> See. Take this Cat Williams spirit in 2024. Mind your business. Yes. Keep your business your business. Yes. And stay hydrated. Drink water. All right. right. Make sure you keep your freedom papers on you. Until next time. Bye. What's up, shit talkers? It's your girl, T, and we want to hear from you. Do you have a topic that you want to hear us to discuss on the podcast? Do you have an issue, a concern, a question that you have been dying to ask us or get our opinion on? Well, why don't you send it in to us? We are available on all social media platforms at the number two chicks talking S-H-Y-T because we are ladies. Or you can shoot us an email, the number two chicks, T-A-L-K-I-N-S-H-Y-T at gmail.com. We will keep all of your information anonymous if you want us to, but we would love to hear from you. Until next time, peace.